Yeah. Um, I should probably just say at the outset that I, I won't be reading from my paper and I have planned not to be talking for that long, only 15 minutes at the very most, because I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the last paper of the day and I think everybody's probably, you know, putting a lot of attention, so uh, I want to take it easy. So, yeah, I thought since everybody has been bringing in ideas about how they came onto their research, I thought that actually I would talk about myself for a minute or two, um, also because I realised everybody else has been talking longer than I was planning to, <laughs> so pad it out a bit. Um, but yeah, so I came to this research because I basically wanted to ask what, what does the left mean today in Britain, this term which, in fact, even in the, the third and fourth papers today, was used quite a lot to describe presumably a set of um, political groups or people or views or concepts. Um, and so I, I, I attacked this project, and it was uh, too difficult. So, uh, and in I think in the context of, well, in in Britain at least, without having a, a strong core of socialism, it's very very difficult to understand what this what this word means. So one way that I'm trying to, I guess, get that clear is by looking at the ideas of left versus right that I think come before this um, more practical consideration for me. And this paper actually came from a friend of mine who's doing a PhD in English. Um, she just said, oh, you should read this, uh, this Fre Frederick Jameson book. You'll, you'll really like it. And I did. And basically, my whole thesis is about it now. So <laughs> that's good. It's good to have interdisciplinary discussions, I think. So yeah, so what I, what I want, I just wanted to talk about um, four things today. And the first one is basically the concept of political narrative and what I mean by that. The second one is left versus right as an example. The third bit is, I guess, the idea of interpretation, which is one of the reasons why I think looking at the stories we tell about politics in terms of concepts of narrative can be quite interesting. And the fourth thing is just some further research and thoughts. And also something which I came up with off the top of my head on why this paper should be in a, a conference on politics in strange places. So the first um, the first part is on the concept of political narrative. Um, and basically, I think that it's a good way to think about ideology, basically. The stories we tell about politics, about social relationships, about pretty much everything go towards constructing understandings of those things. I mean, that's obviously a very vague way to put it. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to convince you that that actually makes sense. And uh, Lyotard, I uh, just was reading this in, in the Radcam yesterday, um, says that narrative is the primary form of commonsensical knowledge. And that is exactly, I can obviously be using that in my thesis because that is exactly what I mean that this way of constructing stories and narrative is a way to talk about this is the, is the way that we have commonsensical access to understanding things which are, which are maybe quite complicated, such as politics. So essentially the concept of political narrative, as I, I don't know if you've read the paper, but hopefully you won't have to to understand this, has three points. The first thing, and this is related to Michael's opening introduction, where he said, and I wish I couldn't agree more, but he said that he wanted to question the distinction between the creative and the mundane, where the creative is put in, in the professional realm and the mundane is in the vernacular. And I totally agree with this. I think that the looking at everyday and what I call ordinary, or what Raymond Williams calls ordinary ways to look at politics, these are actually some of the most creative and complex ways to look at it. And maybe the technicians in certain sorts of professional disciplines of thinking about politics don't really reflect some of this social creativity. Um, so these, these political narratives are social, they're also complex. And the third point, which is a bit more 
developed theoretically in the paper is that they're susceptible to interpretation, that we can actually say, what are they really about? What do they mask? Um, so, oh yeah, I wanted to read out a quote to, uh, to back up what I'm saying. And this is by the uh, uh, cultural theorist Alan Sinfeld. He says, the stories through which we make sense of ourselves are everywhere. In the media, uh, in, in the media, they are not just in the articles and programmes labelled fiction and drama, but in those on current affairs, sports, party politics, science, religion, the arts, and those specified as education and for children. They are in the advertisements. At work, the definition of tasks to be undertaken depend on them, and the relations between the people involved, some face-to-face, -face, some very distant. And in our intimate relations, there are stories telling us about who we are as individuals, who, are, who other individuals are, and how we relate to them. Um, and so I basically want to look at these stories that we tell specifically about politics. And I think that left and right is a good example of this because it shows that it's present everywhere. And I'll, I'll come on to talk about this a bit later. Um, but it's present everywhere and it's also deceptively simple. So that's the first, the first point, maybe theoretical point, other than these three aspects to the concept, is that there are political dimensions to all narratives, to every story that we tell. Um, and this is... Um, I guess there are two, two points which follow from this. The first one is that in this idea of telling stories, there's also the process of receiving stories and listening to them and how, these, uh, how this idea of reception or listening and retelling is, are all creative acts. Um, this is also something which I talk about more in the paper. And I guess the way that I would, would want the idea of narrative to be understood is basically all sorts of, of stories that are told, particularly those relating to um, a sort of a, a chain of associations between um, between different between different ideas. So this is, I mean, it's often unpacked in terms of having at least one event which is related by time. But I think that's in some ways quite restrictive, and that in fact narrative is in fact just the way that we describe things in 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 our social communication. So um, a good definition is ideology in uh, in story form. But that's not my definition, that's somebody else's. Probably that's good. So the second point is, uh, second thing I want to talk about is left versus right as a political narrative. And hopefully this will clarify a bit what I mean by this concept. Um, so I think uh, even in the discussions which, which we've had today, but also basically picking up any newspaper, you see uh, certain, poli certain policies, certain parties described as left and others described as right. And this is based on this um, spatial abstract uh, metaphor which comes historically from the time of the French Revolution. Um, and even today we find in the most recent European Social Survey study a 90% willingness of people in the UK to put themselves on a scale from 1 to 10 where 1 means left and 10 means right and actually profess an identity based on, this, on these abstract terms. And this is quite interesting I think because it shows that people are willing to define the way that they describe <coughs> politics in terms of, I mean, what the, the words left and right have no, uh, just like colours blue or red, they don't really have any intrinsic political meaning. It's all historically, uh, historically given. So the way that I try to theorise this in my thesis, of which this is, it was going to be one peripheral chapter, but now it's uh, moving more towards a, a more central role is that this idea of left versus right is one of the many things which make up the common sense of politics because it's very simple, um, it's well-known, well-recognised and it allows us to orient ourselves. So often when we're presented with a very complex um, international, for example, conflict, 
this terms of left versus right is a way in which I think everybody does from I certainly do and I'm you know supposed to be a, a student of politics and think of things in a lot more complex ways but this is the way that I orient myself towards very complex political conflicts in, in parts of the world perhaps where I'm not familiar so it has that um, analogical um, way of thinking to it so and to and obviously the, the term common sense is taken from Gramsci um, and he says that it's uh, a product of the historical process to date which has deposited an infinity of traces without leaving an inventory. So the basic idea is that this left versus right is incredibly complicated and it has all this history in terms of both the left and the right and the way that they're seen to conflict with one another and I think this is maybe a good point particularly with respect to your paper how we can discuss this because it, you, I think you were developing a view of politics which is very different to the way that left versus right sees it in terms of this antagonism um, but maybe maybe not um, so yeah so I like to think I make the argument that left versus right is part of the common sense of politics um, and I think this is and then another point which is perhaps less interesting to people except for those working maybe within the study of Ideologies is that um, just it's a shame Michael's not here. Well, actually, no, it's good Michael's not here because then I think he, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like it when I think when people talk about his work like this. But so I mean he he has uh, there's a there's a quite influential way to look at thinking about politics, which essentially considers uh, ideologies, conservatism, socialism, liberalism, and looks at these very complex systems of ideas and says these are the important things for thinking about politics. Um, and these also include feminism, anarchism. But actually, left versus right doesn't really seem to be a fully-fledged ideological system like this. And I think, in fact, one of the things which Michael says in some of the stuff that he does, but he doesn't follow through on, I can say that because he's not here, um, <laughs> is looking at how do we think about politics using things which are clearly ideological formations, but they're not fully built up into ideological systems. And these are sort of pseudo-ideas or episodic ideas or notions which look to connect to one another, but it's not entirely clear how they do this. And so I say this is what left and right is about. So why is it important? And I, I say basically it's important because, and this is using... Jameson's model and also um, uh, Levi Strauss's model of myth is that there's a and it is based on the idea that there's a contradiction or tension which cannot properly be resolved um, and so this idea of left versus right gives a surface or symbolic um, pseudo-resolution and basically that's a, a quite complicated way of putting it that left versus right is one way to describe political conflict, but it's very importantly different to workers versus capitalists. Because workers versus capitalists is something which is historically created and within the terms of that description actually points to a solution. I mean, obviously, the workers versus capitalists, the solution to that specific political conflict is a revolution in a, in a certain way, if you follow that model. Whereas left versus right in its description doesn't really have a way in which it's historicised and gives a... a a resolution to this conflict. So, the idea is that left versus right is a is a is an ideological form which looks to describe political conflict, dehistoricizes the roots, and says, well, essentially, politics is not really about class struggle. This is this is what I take from from Frederick Jameson. But I think this is kind of, in some ways, this is slightly less important to the to the to this conference than the main impulse of the whole reason of why do you, why would you bother to look at thinking about politics if you don't look at ideologies which make very complicated arguments. Well, it's actually that maybe, and I mean, in the paper, we should argue this in more length, maybe it's that 
the things which we think through politics with before we get to more complicated ideological formations actually are important in themselves. Um, so I guess one way to hopefully also clarify this idea of political narratives is that I think two other political narratives or two other ways of, of these telling stories about politics which I think are particularly interesting are how do we construct apathy and how is apathy uh, basically said to be a, a you know it's just a necessary com compromise with with the system there's nothing that you can really do so what's the point of getting involved in politics but actually I think that's I mean, and obviously to, to really back that up, I'd actually have to do research into who, who makes these sorts of arguments and how do they make them. But it seems to me, I, I definitely have a suspicion that the ways in which um, political uh, subjectivity is constructed um, to kind of is, is attempted. I, I, I have the suspicion anyway that there's an attempt to construct it as something which is impossible. It's actually really impossible to change capitalism. Therefore, nobody else is going to do it. And you don't have to buy that argument yourself to think that if nobody else wants to uh, politically participate, then it's going to make things more difficult for you. But that's, I mean, that's just one thing which I wanted to talk about uh, just because I, I came up with it yesterday while I was planning this. And the other thing is that this idea of public and private, um, and a, a friend of mine is doing his PhD on the historical relationship between public and private, and I think it's an absolutely fascinating topic. Um, but he's uh, he's and he's convinced me that there's a there's a it's, it's basically an ideological move to define the um, define the private often in response to a publicising um, impulse. And we can talk about that maybe more in questions. But I think the important point from what I'm saying and from what from the perspective that I would be giving is that this kind of almost pre-political way of thinking about society um, is something which is itself constructed through all these different uh, discursive interventions. Um, okay, so yeah, so that, I mean, that was the first thing that I wanted to say in terms of further research is that I think this, I mean, it's, obviously it's not my idea entirely, this idea of political narrative, but I think that the study of this particular branch of political theory could do with going to more episodic ways of looking at thinking about politics rather than just looking at socialism uh, if, if, you, if you're thinking about what the left is and that's why I came at this um, and the final, I guess the, one of the final points I wanted to make was that I think that comparative political thought could be really really useful here because obviously one of the things about left and right is that they're not just in the UK but they're in all, all of Western Europe and very complexly also in America um, and so I think that would um, allow, I mean, and that's one thing that I would, I'm, I, I guess I'm quite interested in, is seeing how, for example, in Italy, how is the, how is this idea of left and right totally different? Because there's in fact, a, 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 or historically there's been a strong communist party, or there's been an experience of fascism. Um, and how does this mean that these, the content of these two words is different? And also the understanding of what political conflict actually involves is also different. Um, and I guess the final point um, is that so I said I wanted to say something about the reason why I think this paper would fit into a conference on politics in strange places. And that's that, firstly, I mean, the idea of left versus right is spatial. Um, but that's, I think that's kind of less important. Obviously, left versus right is binary, spatial, um, and abstract. So it needs ideas to be given to it and through political argumentation. But also, I think it's also a strange place in that in some ways, because it's so ubiquitous, it's kind of invisible. This idea of, of thinking about politics and left versus right 
is something which maybe you wouldn't think is itself political because you don't really notice it when you're thinking about politics. Um, but I think that's um, yeah, I think I think that's quite important to for for me to emphasise that the things which are you know which are taken for granted are often the things which help to construct the uh, the common sense about politics. So yeah, just some uh, I guess uh, so, oh, I wanted to finish by. Um, just uh, a quote from, oh no, I don't know if I should do it, Michael's not here. Um, but yeah, uh, so my own... It's all recorded, so that's fine. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, that's terrible because I've been that mouth from Michael. So actually, I'm, Don't I'm, sign the form, then Michael yeah, will never yeah, know. Yeah, I actually should do that. You can submit it to accept. Oh, I've just become very self-conscious about what I've been saying now. Um, <laughs> no, no, just don't sign the form. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, yeah, so... I guess yeah. The, the the last point then, which is which is not what I was originally going to say, because I just changed my mind, is that the I think I think the study of ways of orientating ourselves towards politics needs to emphasise both the way in which they're very social and ordinary and they're found every day, but also the fact that then just because of this, they're also they're not necessarily not also complex and reflect the whole history of struggles for liberation or emancipation on the left, you might say, and reactions to that on the right, which is one way of, one way of describing it. So there's always a lot of um, accrued content in even the most simple descriptions of politics. Thank you. Well, 